Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Susan Patank from The Quiet Zone Coaching, and you're listening to Dear Aunt Susan, I Need Divorce Advice. And I have been promising you all of these uh, super duper guest stars, which we have today with us, another um, Rosalia Labati, who is not only a CDFA, do you remember what that is? A certified divorce financial analyst. Um, they help you find money during the divorce that might be hidden and help you work through the cash stuff. Uh, but she's also got another superpower that we're going to talk about today, and that is being a forensic accountant. Um, so I'd like to welcome you to the show. And, um, you know, so tell us um, a little bit about you and your firm and also what is forensic accounting? I mean, you know, do you count dead bodies or what? And and how does that differ from being a CDFA? So So tell us a little bit about it. Okay, sure. So my name is Rosalia Labate, and to your point, I'm a, a CDFA. Um, I'm also a CPA. I have a designation of financial forensics and business valuations. Um, we have offices in both Garden City and Manhattan. Uh, I've done work around the country as well. So as far as a CDFA, I actually looked up the definition. And a certified divorce financial analyst helps to split assets in divorce, focusing on both the short-term and long-term financial values of the assets and how it can affect you later in life. The forensic accounting is the art and science of investigating people and money. So having both designations, I, I can certainly say that there is an initial over, overlap you know, you both, we both look at the assets and the debts. We can evaluate what it looks like in the long term. But a forensic has more tools in her tool belt because of the additional rigorous training that I've received. So a forensic come in when you, uh, can come in when you're saying, where did all the money go? You know, he's saying he had this before we got married and, and I don't get any of it now. Or I had no idea how much I was spending. Gotcha. So forensic can come in, uncover inconsistencies, help ensure all the assets are accounted for, help to find hidden assets and wasteful dissipation. And what do I mean by wasteful dissipation? That's when someone uses the marital assets for nefarious purposes. Ah, Okay. So yeah, so you're kind of like the Sherlock Holmes of the uh, of the accounting world. Yeah, it's like you're putting a a big puzzle together, and you're collecting all the pieces of the puzzle, and it's great because you get to look at all of the facets of it, so uh, that you can put the the puzzle together at the end of the day. Oh, that's awesome! So you're actually protecting people, protecting people who don't have control of the money. <laughs> um, from, from getting ripped off by their soon-to-be ex. Right. Don't have control. Um, don't necessarily know where everything is. Right. So um, there's various you know reasons for it, right? Because we, we not in all cases, but in some cases it's you've got a partner and you're entrusting him or her with the financial stuff, and you think that you can trust them. 
and yet you can't. <laughs> Which not, is always, not always. Not always. That's why you're getting a divorce. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I've I've worked in divorce mediations and, and collaborative divorce, and it's worked successfully also because both people were working with each other. Right. So there's the good, you know, there's different sides to the same coin. Right, like. exactly. But that's why I'm always talking about um, creating your team. Because there are different aspects, you know, when you're, um, and I say this all the time, because marriage is psychologically one of the most intense attachments that you can have to another human being. So when you rip that apart, the, uh, the emotions that are left behind are really intense. And uh, those intense emotions have a tendency to cloud your judgment. So it's really important to have somebody who can logically take a step, you know, it's not intimately involved in the situation to take a step out and say, okay, look, here's some things that you didn't know about. Here are some things that I found, or maybe here's something you forgot about, but you need to have somebody who's got your back in a situation like that, especially. Um, And in light of that, tell me what the most dramatic discovery that you've made in a, a forensic case, what does that look like? Oh, so the most dramatic discovery I made in a particular case, I I was working with the wife who was the non-moneyed spouse. Mm-hmm. And mind you, the information was very well hidden. It was also very well hidden from the attorney. She happened to have two attorneys working on her matter. And I found four trusts with over $4 million in them that the wife knew absolutely nothing about. Wow. Wow. That's dramatic. That's a lot of cheese. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. It's a lot of money. Wow. So tell me, tell me what's something that people frequently misunderstand about what you do. What is, what is something that they don't get? So it's funny because people don't generally misunderstand what I do when they meet me and they hear about what I do. Uh, they're, Nine times out of 10, oh, you find the money, (laughs) right? And um, what they don't know is how pivotal I can be, the depth of how I can get involved and how much of a part I can play in the process. I can be there before you go to your attorney through the end of your case. So the misunderstanding doesn't come from what you do, but rather the scope of, of your of your influence where how far deep you can go and how you can help them. Correct. Correct. Okay. Okay, good. So tell me a little bit, tell me about a case that changed your practice and tell me about a case that touched your heart. So I actually, it's one in the same for me, the example that I want to give you. Um, One case that changed my practice was when a woman called me out of the blue and she wanted to hire me and she decides not to, after consulting with her attorney, her attorney told her that um, the process would be too expensive. She later calls me back and hires me to go through her proposed settlement proposal. Mm-hmm. And we worked on a payment arrangement. Um, in the end, she admitted through tears how thankful she was because 
not only would she have made a huge financial mistake, it probably would have ruined her life. Just the ramifications of the decision would have ruined her life. And it made me realize that people in my industry don't necessarily always understand the emotional side of getting divorced. Yeah. Um, You know, whether I'm dealing with someone who has limited funds, such as this woman, or I'm dealing with someone with millions of dollars, like the woman I worked with that, you know, we found over $4 million. I think because I went through my own divorce, it touches my heart, what they're going through. The feelings are are the same, if not so similar. And I keep that in mind with every case that I, that I take on. And I think that's what makes me stand out, if you will. Yes. Well, that's, that's the kind of, um, you know, that's the kind of person that I like to refer and align with because, you know, it's, we tend to forget, you know, it's like I've heard divorce uh, referred to several times as it's kind of like a, a corporations breaking apart, you know, splitting. And, but this is in corporations. These are people's lives. These are human beings. And we tend to forget that. And even though, um, like when I went through my own divorce, the same thing, you know, it was kind of like, wow, I I had a a woman attorney who was so dedicated that she pushed, she was pregnant and I didn't know it. And um, it was really, it was really tough because, um, you know, how these things can drag on and it, it could take months and months and months. And she actually pushed the whole thing forward uh, with the, with the judge because of the fact that she was nine months pregnant at one point and she was going to be off on maternity leave and she didn't want me to have to wait. Oh my. So she, yeah. So she made a phone call to the judge and she said, look, you know, I know there are some ongoing issues with this, but we really need to get this resolved because I don't want my client to wait. And I can't tell you how much that touched my heart. You know, that it was like that she cared enough about my well-being. I was just, you know, you know, I would have thought I was just another person writing her a check, but she was that concerned. Oh, that's incredible. I would love to know that attorney's name just to <laughs> well, she, thank yeah. her for you. Um, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, that's that's the kind of people that I want to um, to align myself with, which is why I have you here, because we need to, um, you know, to look at the human side of what's going on here. This is not just a business transaction. You know, it, this involves people. So kudos for caring and for thinking <laughs> about that. You know, that not everybody does. So um, tell me uh, the number one piece of advice that you can give to prepare for divorce? You know, it's funny because some of the things you just commented on touch upon things um, on this particular question, if you will. But Mm -hmm. the number one thing that I see that people miss is failing to prepare. And it's important because a lot of what I do is the business transaction of divorce. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you mentioned this being like a corporation. Well, I've worked on matters where we call them business divorces. So you've got two partners in a business splitting up. And would you go into your corporate attorney's office and say, I want to split up with my business partner, not knowing how much 
is is your piece of that pie? Yeah, that's a great um, analogy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've people walk into their attorney's office, they get slammed with all of the things they need to do. And the best example I can give you from my world is that 50-page financial affidavit that has to be filled out. And you know, they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm suggesting is that you go in there armed, get your ducks in a row, find a financial professional that works in the world of divorce to help you. Yes. Because there are nuances, both financially and legally, that not that not everyone is aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I can send you a, a list of things to do. If you send me an email, I can send you a list of five documents to have ready. You know, but I constantly work with people that are behind the eight ball and they have no idea what they spend, what they owe. You know, the attorneys start sending letters. They start issuing subpoenas because communication stopped. Yeah. When the papers were filed. I don't want to see you in that position. And, and unfortunately, I see that all the time. All so the time. Well, my next question was going to be, what's the number one thing that people miss when they're preparing for their divorce, which seems to be pretty appropriate based on what you said, because it sounds like a lot of people don't don't realize that there is prep that needs to be done. There is. And, you know, people don't talk about when people make the decision to get divorced, they go to their attorney. Mm-hmm. They don't. There are components, right? There's the mental, which is you. There's the financial, mm-hmm. which should be a, a financial, a divorce financial professional. Mm-hmm. And then there's the attorney. Yes. So, um, you know, and 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 just as we said, you know, once an attorney starts issuing subpoenas to get financial information, that gets very costly. Yes. So it's, you know, they're legal fees. Yeah. Yeah. And and I spoke to an attorney on another episode of the podcast and she had said the same thing. It's like, do you want to, do you want to take your children's trust fund and turn it into attorney's fees? You know, so get your ducks in a row. And, and, you know, that's, that's really uh, super important to make sure that you know what everything is that, you know, that you have assets, what your, what your debts are, what your assets are, what are, you know, what expenses and what real estate, what, you know, what do you have? Yeah. And if you are thinking about it and if you're thinking about it, whether or not you move forward with a divorce, it's always a good idea to understand your finances. Yes. So you can do it in a way where it doesn't have to become adversarial. Yes. So, and that's the easiest way to do it, I think. Oh, absolutely. And another thing, too, that I don't think a lot of people consider when they enter into the divorce process is when it does become or if it does become adversarial, um, think about the effect this is having on your kids. What are you teaching your children? So by being prepared and trying to keep your divorce as civil as possible and as fair as possible, um, you're teaching your kids that um, it's, it's important to negotiate from a place of calmness, um, no matter what the issue, no matter what the trauma, 
that's going on. Um, you're giving them an example. They're watching you. And no matter how old they are, they're watching to see how you handle this, whether they realize it or not, because they're probably going to emulate your behavior at some point in their life. So do you want your kids to go through a nasty adversarial divorce or do you want them to learn how to negotiate and be fair? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I think that one of um, another big issue is, is that a lot of times not knowing the finances, it's it's almost like a big black hole, which causes more and more emotional upheaval. Mm-hmm. So getting that information and understanding that information empowers you. It does. It does. It really empowers you. So there's not the confusion and the, I mean, one of the best things that I like is educating my clients. So very important. Right. I have I have a client I'm working with right now who is um, she didn't get divorced. Um, I had been working her with her before just on stress, you know, stressful situation. She was actually thinking about getting a divorce, but, you know, just very stressed. And then her husband died. And and, and she realized, wow, you know, I never would have gone through with the divorce anyway. You know, it was just complaining. Okay. And we had already, thank God, we had already done some basic stress management when he passed. Um, But then when he died, she had this horrible shock. Um, He had a heart condition and he finally passed away. And he had been handling a lot of things um, in the house. He was dealing with the sprinkler guy. He was dealing just things that, you know, the lawn guy, you know, all this, all this stuff, uh, the burner guy. Um, And she didn't realize how much work he was doing in the house. She didn't understand about all the finances, even though she, uh, you know, she contributed very heavily because she was a very successful sales rep. Um, But she didn't realize how much they had in different places. He was investing. He was, what a shock. Okay. What a shock. And now she's got to negotiate with these people and in a, from a place of um, loss and fear rather than, and weakness. Yeah. So, yeah. So even if it doesn't have to do with divorce, even if you're not thinking about getting a divorce, it behooves you to know exactly what's going on financially in your life and get, get get a chunk of that under control, you know, because it's going to help you no matter what. Um, what is speaking of emotions, what's the most common emotional response that that you experience when you find things that they experience um, when you find things that have been missed? So I see all the time like people come in with anger, embarrassment, shame, mm-hmm. and sadness. Yeah. It's hard, you know, it's hard for people when people don't know things that are going on and and they find out about it, it can be very shocking to the system. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because my gut reaction would have been to say that they would be overjoyed. And yet, you know, really? oh, yeah, I can't, I would have thought that, that they would have said, oh my God, thank you so much for finding this. Like the woman with the, with the $4 million, you know? And oh, yet- I mean, yeah, they're, they reached that point of being thankful, but initially, you know, imagine me telling this woman, yeah. right? We found $4 million. Mm-hmm. It's shocking. 
She was angry. I would be too, yeah. Right? Where? How? Mm -hmm. When? Considering that, um, that the marriage that is that attachment to somebody and you have basically bared your soul and been you're the true version of you in front of this person for so many years. And the longer they were married, I would imagine the worse it is. And then to find out that they've actually hidden something from you forever. Yes. 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 And and it's very illuminating. And it's when, you know, to your point, when you're in a long-term marriage and to find these things out that you never knew, yeah, that's that sense of betrayal has to be incredible. Uh, really, it must be incredible. So well, that's when I send them to you, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, that's, that's yeah, that's I do get them at that point. You know, um, you know, if any of the listeners have experienced that, um, yeah, you know, that's what I do is I help you get past that hump. Uh, because that is, that's insane. You know, like you knew, and I know when I got divorced, it was the same thing. There were things about my ex-husband and I was just like, he did what now? Um, I had no, I didn't know. He had a lot of things from me um, that there's, you know, I was at home, you know, he, his attitude was keeping barefoot and pregnant, you know, <laughs> wow. yeah. right. And she doesn't know anything. And then it was like, oh my God, he did what now? So yeah, you know, and I'm sure that happens a lot. Um, okay. So tell me something important that I've missed. What is some important question that your list that my listeners need to know about that you can, you can share with them? Okay. So to everyone listening out there, thank you for taking the time. And I would like you to ask yourself this important question. How well do you really know your financial situation? That's a great question. That's a great question. So I challenge everybody who's listening right now to answer that question. How well, even if you're not getting divorced, how well do you know your finances? How well do you know your investments, your real estate, you know, what's income of different kinds, pension funds, things like that. You know, if there, well, if there are still pension funds out there, I don't know, 401ks and things like that. Um, yeah. You know, how well do you know your finances? So um, thank you so much for bringing that, you know, to everybody's attention to be looking at that because we don't think when we're getting divorced, we just say, okay, that's it. I'm going to the lawyer. Just like you said. Yep. Thank you so much, Susan. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you bet. It's my pleasure. Um, Everybody, we have been listening to Rosalia Labati, and she is a forensic accountant as well as a certified uh, divorce financial analyst. Um, I want to, I'm going to put up her contact information because there's some of you out there who probably need her. um, And I want you to reach out and tell her that you heard about it from this podcast. Um, you can find the uh, the information on the about page for the podcast. And that is Dear Aunt Susan, divorceadvice.buzzsprout.com. And I'll also have my con- uh, contact in- information up there too, if you want to get in touch with me. Um, but this is uh, super, super important stuff that we've been talking about. And during the holidays, things are even more stressful than they normally are. So, um, you know, 
be aware that if you do decide that you want to get divorced, you need to start doing this work before you go see your attorney. You need to get your team in place. So with that, I'm going to say thank you for listening. Until next time, namaste.